Welcome to the Mystic Fool. <laughs> I'm Martin Worth, and this is the Mystic Fool. And today I'm in Tasmania, and it's cold, and it's windy, and I'm sitting in the car because uh, it's too windy to do a podcast outside, and I don't want to do it in the house. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to do a podcast this week, but but I was thinking last night, um, you know, uh, on the weekend coming up, I'm going to a, uh, a men's uh, gathering, is the best word, called Manhood, down on the Gold Coast, um, behind the Gold Coast in Numanbar Valley. And there'll be about 100, and, 100 to 120 guys rocking up to spend uh, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday together doing workshops and um, and just learning about themselves, how to be better men. Uh, it's a great thing. It's run by men's well-being. And, uh, yeah, I'm presenting a workshop there and I've decided I was going to present the workshop on uh, identity-based manifesting, which I've spoken about a little bit on the podcast. But I sort of... I was thinking about it last night as I was going to sleep, and um, yeah, I dreamt it most of the night. It was going through my head, and you know, I started to think about how I'm going to present this, this whole uh, identity-based manifesting, and I decided that really, um, what's the difference between humans and the rest of creation i mean you know look at a, look at plants trees you know when a seed is put in the earth you know falls from on high little bird poops out a fig seed and it gets fertilized by the ground or whatever you know, within that seed lies the blueprint of that tree. And that tree will grow no matter what. It knows within its seed how tall for that species, what the leaves will look like, the colour of the trunk. And that tree will grow regardless of any thoughts, feelings or emotions <laughs> that it might have <laughs> to be that shape, that size. I mean, you know, it'll be restricted probably by environmental factors should they occur. You know, a lightning strike or another tree falls over and hits it and causes a few scars. But, you know, beyond that, pretty much the blueprint of that tree's life, its evolution from seed to fully grown tree is pretty well fixed in that blueprint. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, hey? And contrasting that with um, with the human experience, sure, we're um, 
a seed there in the womb, in the divine feminine, waiting for that sacred masculine sperm to come along and make that magical spark to begin life. And within that is a blueprint, indeed, a blueprint of the ancestral line of the mother and the father and how they come together and create a, uh, a life form with the characteristics of the ancestral line of the mother and the father in the DNA imprinted and pretty much your height, weight, as in, you know, your body type, the colour of your eyes, your skin, your hair, all these things are all built in, in that, in that initial seed, that embryo that grows, the seed that grows into an embryo. And pretty much it's mapped out on one level. But the difference, the difference is, you know, we have another dimension. We have the dimension of choice. How, how we're going to conduct our life. I mean, that tree is stuck there in that forest from the moment the seed goes in the ground till the end of it. And here we are. We can go anywhere, any forest, to have, do, or be anything that we want in this life. And in fact, you know, we are designed in the image of the creator, universe, God, whatever you want to call it. It gives us, you know, a little bit more, like even animals who, you know, animals, do they have free will or do they run on instinct? Sure, it appears that, uh, you know, a domesticated animal like a dog, perhaps even a cat, um, probably... Uh, it's closer to some level of free will and instinct, but at the bottom of it, an animal runs on instinct. Plants, yep, they run on the blueprint. And we, we have choice. We have a choice where, how we run our lives, what we're going to have, do or be, how we're going to make choices. And it's all based on free will. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of religions, um, as opposed to spirituality, talk about original sin. You know, man was made in the image of God, and then man had a choice. Hey, <laughs> ate from the tree of the knowledge of life, or whatever it was, whichever religion you're talking about, and got in trouble for it. Well, I don't know about getting into trouble for it. It's sort of like, um, it's more of a a myth and a legend in most of these texts but what is interesting about it is it talks about having free will and once having adopted the uh or taken the um that that gift of free will then 
we have to discern between good and evil, good and bad, right or wrong. Put any words you like on it, you know. But the other interesting thing is that, you know, in most of these uh, religious texts and and in in spirituality as well, um, we are the guardians of this planet. Yeah, the trees aren't the guardians. The animals aren't the guardians. Humans are the guardians of this planet. We're given rule over the animals, the birds and the forests. And I'm talking out of all these, um, you know, religious texts and talking out of First Nation spirituality. And so not only were we given this free will, but we're also given the, uh, I guess, the mandate to care for the planet. Yeah, and in that we have a choice. So yeah, they were some of the thoughts that I had when I was um, sleeping last night. <laughs> What's that got to do with identity-based manifesting? <laughs> there is a question. Okay, we got free will. To have free will, you've got to have some information before you make a choice, hey? A choice made without information is not really a choice. It's more of a, a reaction to circumstances, which comes down to instinct, I suppose, once again. But realistically, um, to make a valid free will choice, we need information. We need knowledge. We need to know the pros and the cons, I guess. And I guess that's where inquiry comes into it. And that's where from the moment that that we are uh, conceived in the womb, that we start to make decisions. I mean, uh, they reckon that most births these days are not planned. I don't know whether that's true or not, but let's just adopt that as a hypothesis. And if most births these days are not planned, how many of those births that are not planned result in a feeling from the mother of, oh my God, I'm pregnant, but we're not ready yet. We're not ready to have a baby. We don't have enough money. You know, we don't have a house yet. Whatever. We need a bigger car. And you know, all these thoughts, feelings and emotions from the mother come through to the baby. So perhaps... In a very early stage of life, many of us are subjected to this feeling of lack, a feeling of not ready, a feeling of um, maybe I'm not wanted. And so we start to form beliefs based on that. And you can take it several ways. You can take a belief and you can decide, no, stuff that. I'm going to fight against this. I'm here. I'm strong. I have a right to be here. Well, you're going to cave into it and you're going to say, yeah, I'm not wanted. I don't have enough. I'm weak. 
And both of those, both of those are wrong. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> wrong's the wrong word to use, hey, but you know what I'm saying? Both of those are detrimental. But once you form that belief that you either have to overcome to have a right to be here, or you give in because you don't have a right to be here. Both of those are detrimental. Yeah. And so our whole psyche is set towards gleaning information. Gleaning information from the minute we become somehow conscious, conscious enough to, uh, to receive information. And like a sponge receiving that information, you know, through childhood, um, as a baby, not getting enough food, getting too much food, <laughs> who knows? You know where I'm going with this, I don't need to give copious examples. And you know, from our earliest memories, we, we make decisions on our environmental factors based on emotions, based on how we feel about stuff. And those become our core beliefs. And then, realistically, we've forgotten that we were created in the image of the divine, that we are a divine spark of consciousness here on this planet with jurisdiction to to rule, and I don't mean, well, you know, interpret rule whichever way you want to. If you've got a bad interpretation on rule, is that because you've met bad rulers? Rule's a good thing. We should be caring as rulers. We should be considerate as rulers. We should be responsible. But are we? When we feel we don't have enough, we take too much. When we feel we're not worthy, we take from others. Yeah. And it's like we're not making a choice to be the best we can be. We seem to be orientated towards making choices based on our fears and our lacks. Yeah. So how does this come into identity-based manifesting? We need to wake up and understand that at birth we forgot, or at conception, we forgot who we were. And we were born into a reality where we had to make sense of the world around us. Because how else can we make choices? But unless we're very, very lucky, the uh, environment that we deduce those uh, decisions from, that we drew that information from, was a reality that was somehow predisposed to the negative. Yeah. And so our perception became negative. And we create beliefs that we feel we're not good enough, we don't belong, we can't have this, we can't have that. And it's time to wake up. 
It's time to realise who we are. A star, spark of divine consciousness. I mean, even the Bible, which most many people hate, even the Bible says that uh, mankind was created in the image of God. Okay, let's take it a step further to what we believe as um, as spiritual people, that we are divine in our nature. We are the image of God, the image of divine consciousness. We're at the top of the food chain, guys. We're the custodians of this planet. Yeah. At least in this age. So let's lift the veil and start to understand that we are not what we thought we were from our messed up beliefs that we are greater and bigger than that. Yeah. And just how to do that? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to go into it in this podcast. Um, that's part two. But have a look through um, at the other podcasts I've got here on identity-based manifesting, uh, three manifestation tools that actually work. Uh, there's podcasts, excuse me, there are quite a few podcasts that I've done on, on, uh, on manifesting, becoming all that you can be. And yeah, so just, that's the intro. That's the intro for the workshop that I'm delivering at Manhood 2023 at Namambar Valley this weekend. <laughs> um, the next bit calls for a bit of intuition work, calls for a little bit of uh, learning how to use our superpowers of um, intuitive connection how to tune ourselves from listening to our unconscious belief system to awakening our superconscious belief system, to be all that we can be and to have, do or be anything that we want to have, do or be in this lifetime. Yeah, you can choose for good or evil. That's free will. But I think you're choosing for good. What can you do? To improve your life, improve the life of those around you that you love, to improve the planet, to improve the collective consciousness. Yeah. Let's talk about that, but not today. Yeah, flick me a line, email me at themysticfool at martinworth.com. Uh, put a comment below. Um, I'm running workshops on this. Well, I'm running a workshop on Saturday, but I'm going to run workshops on this about how to change that orientation from uh, based on perception and false beliefs to based on superconscious reality. Um, I've already done workshops on it. I did a workshop the other weekend on intuition training. I'll be doing more workshops. If you want to be a part and want to know what's happening with those workshops, then, uh, yeah, please, drop me a line. Let me know that you're interested and I will keep you in the loop because this is how we're going to change the world.
for the better. Yeah. Okay, that's all for today. So, um, yeah. Thank you, love you, bless you, be well. See ya.